Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. But now there's a spirit that I have never seen. We ran two great races, but there's never been, ever, there's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like this. I'm not sure which Republican Party he's looking at, but sure. If you say so. Trump wins big in South Carolina. He performed basically at where the data said he would. It said that he would win with, uh, what was it, 50... He would win with a spread of 23 points. The spread was 20 points. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, kitten? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. 833 got Tony. The the, the final polling. Because it threw in this Trafalgar poll that had uh, Trump 59 and, and Haley 38, which made the real clear politics average. Trump 60.8. Haley... 37.5. What came out? Trump 59.8, Haley 39.5. You want to argue that Haley overperformed? Knock yourself out. Because you're the only one believing that. Again, the real clear politics average is basically on point. I mean, off by a percentage? One percentage point? Yeah. The polling is stating what is clear and obvious within the Republican Party. That they're saying Trump is the guy no matter what, no matter even reality. You take a look at the exit polling, which I'll I'll hopefully get into more of. The exit polling showing moderates are, are with Haley. Independents are with Haley. But the base thinks that Trump will have an easier time beating Biden than Haley, even though all of the data, all of the polling, says that Haley has a far easier time defeating Joe Biden than Donald Trump. And you say to me, well, Tony, you can't believe the polling. I just said the polling was dead on regarding Trump for the third state in a row. The states I've been paying attention to, at least, because I did not take a any strong look at Nevada. Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, it has been dead on. All of a sudden, when it comes to a national election, well, you can't trust it. Please, don't be that person. You sound ridiculous. You sound silly. Your mother still might think you're special, but the rest of us know you're back crap nuts. There is an, there is an issue 
with Trump in a general. Now, I will tell you that anecdotally, I speak to people who are like, you know what, for the first time, I think Trump can win this thing. Well, yeah, why do you think Trump can win this thing? Because Joe Biden is a big, hot, stinking mess? He's a big, hot, stinking mess. And I say to them, what makes you think Joe Biden is some big, hot, stinking mess? And you know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here, he, uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right, he said, the better angels, he said, we must address the council and address the better angels of our nature. And we do, and we do well to remember what else he said. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. It's the middle, it's in the, in the part of the Civil War. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. We must not be enemies. Folks, and I've been around, I know I don't look it, I've been around a long while. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean this sincerely. We've gotten, politics has gotten too bitter. May I, may I state for, for the record that this is not a guy who understood the quote. This is not a guy who properly engaged the quote. This is a guy who couldn't remember the quote. This is the guy. Of course he's beatable. He's beatable in every way, shape, or form. And the people out there still singing his praises, telling you how wonderful he is, telling you how he's never been better, how what a great leader. They are liars and frauds. They are crazy people. Unworthy of your respect. It's pathetic and embarrassing at this stage of the game. So when you argue... That, of course, Trump can be Biden. Listen to the guy. Well, in the polling, Trump squeaks by in some, not in others. In the polling, Nikki Haley beats the snot out of Joe Biden. Now, of course, this all leads to the great important point of why does anybody think, why does anybody think Joe Biden's going to be the nominee? I don't. I've been saying it for a while. Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. He is going to be switched out at the convention. This isn't a debate. You're really going to run this guy? Let's do this again. For the people in the cheap seats, you're going to run this guy? I, uh, I've spent a lot of time with Xi Jinping, someone whom I have a great deal of difference with. And I was, uh, when I was vice president, president... Uh, my, my, my president was told me that he wanted me to get to know Xi Jinping because it was clear he was going to be the head of Russia, of, of China, and he, we, had, we were having problems with Russia at the time and other countries as well. And uh, so what he said was, get to know him. He's going to be there. I, and he couldn't because he was the president. He couldn't travel. So I traveled 17,000 miles with him throughout the country, our country, and and in, uh, in China as well. We were in the Tibetan Plateau, and he turned to me and he said, can you define America for me? And I give, this has been documented, it's real. I looked at him, I said, yes, I can, in one word. He looked at me and said, what's that? And I said, possibilities, possibilities. Yeah, uh, documented. Are the 17,000 miles documented? No, they're not. It's the same nonsense statement that Joe Biden has been making Four years. This is the guy they're going to run. 
Democrats are not suicidal people. That's Republicans. You run Bob Dole because it's his time. You run John McCain because it's his time. And they let John McCain back in for South Carolina and the rest is history and the rest is history. We've got economic issues. I'm going to suspend my campaign. You're running for president of the United States. You can't do two things at once. You can't do two things at once. That's what you just said. Well, I was really showing that I was there for the American people. No, that isn't what you showed. That may be what you believed in your head, but that isn't what you showed. Of course, they'll change out Joe Biden, which of course changes the dynamic. But let's go back to this serious kind of fascinating reality that Nikki Haley has got no way to win a state. None. And she's now going to roll into Super Tuesday because Nikki Haley is as clear as day. I am going to keep at this. I'm not going to stop. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. There are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. Okay. Keep running. Which, by the way, she's right, you know. She has nothing to lose by running. Well, Tony, she's destroying the uh, Republican Party and she's she's creating division. Is that right? Because I thought Trump just told us there's never been more unity. I thought she was a non-factor. I thought she didn't matter. I thought she had nothing to offer. There's no shot for her to win. Why is anybody bothered that she's still running? Shouldn't she be at this moment for the Trump supporter and afterthought? Shouldn't she be someone's like, ah, eh, I don't know what she's doing. She's just wasting her donor's money. Whatever. Let's go win Michigan. Let's go win Super Tuesday. Michigan, by the way, the latest poll Uh, The Hill Emerson poll, Trump 76, Haley 24. Let me say that again. Trump 76. Well then, what are we talking about? Haley's got to see it. Haley has to see it with her own eyes. But she's playing a different game. A much, much different game she sees this all as as a game show that's exactly what it is to her and in this game show that she is participating in she has nothing to lose so she has all the opportunity to press her luck. She can just go out there and say, you know what? I'm going to go for it, Tony. 
That's right. I know I could take my chips and go home, but I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to win, 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 win big. Go South Carolina. Oh, wait, I already lost in South Carolina. Go Michigan. Oh, wait, I'm down by 50 points in Michigan. Go Super Tuesday. Don't forget to donate. NikkiHaley.com. She has nothing to lose. Her political career is done, and she isn't going to get the job on Fox afterwards, although some people have commented she'll get the job on Fox afterwards. No, no, no. That'll be Rona McDaniel, who is now leaving uh, the, the RNC position. I'll get to that as well. She has nothing to lose. But every time Trump talks about her or every time some, uh, what, what do they call the people? Some surrogate complains about her, she gets a little boost. If you really think she's not an issue, if you really think she has no chance, you ignore her. Now we're going to see whether or not Trump has temperament. Oh, Tony, temperament. That's a word of the left. Can he, does he have any self-control? Maybe that's a better use of the word. Does he have the self-control to just leave it be? Does she have, does he have the self-control to be like, I don't care what she's doing. Oh, Nikki, hell yeah, whatever. We're, we're, we're unified as a party. Because the unified as a party line is actually a good one. It it, it could almost make one believe that Trump is focused on this as a subject. And that as a subject, he wants to see the party move forward and maybe be interested in things like down ticket elections. Maybe be interested in Senate races and House races and governor's races and state house races and and, and town council races. Because they all matter. I'm here to tell you that Nikki Haley has no reasonable shot. Well, Tony, what's an unreasonable shot? Well, Nikki Haley is playing a game. There's nothing else to do. You might as well keep running. And maybe you'll get lucky and something will happen to Trump. Tony, that is disgusting. I'm not hoping it. I'm telling you what her calculus is. He's 77 years old which admittedly, for some people, is young. But reality is reality. And if you don't think that somebody who has brought up his age, because his age is allowed to be brought up, and his mental uh, capacity is allowed to be brought up because it's a subject. Remember, Trump ain't Biden. Biden is incapable. Trump's had a couple of issues. To pretend otherwise is a lie. I'm not about to do that. She could very well be hoping that there is a moment that makes people say, my gosh, Trump's not okay. Well, thank goodness Nikki is still in the race. That's the other reason to stay in the race. Something might break in your favor. I mean, it's, it's desperate, but it's reality. So she's still in it. The best thing that Trump and team can do is ignore it. Talk about that unity. Talk about your success. Talk about going forward. Just discuss that all day, all night, all the time. And make Nikki Haley your afterthought. I'm Tony Katz.
double the buffet, double your fun. It's an ad for double mint. With the twins. Two buffets. One show. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Let us start with Warren Buffett. Who uh, brought in uh, $97 billion last year. His group is worth more than $900 billion and is very, very confident in Berkshire's future. Puts out the annual letter to the Berkshire shareholders saying that Berkshire can handle anything. Financial disaster, Berkshire is built to last. Okay. Good to know. It was a $96.2 billion net profit for all of 2023. It was a $37 billion operating profit. Since taking over in 1965, Berkshire has risen 4,384,748%. That's talents, people. That is talent. The S&P 500 only gained 31,000%. That's 10.2% annually. Um, Berkshire, 19.8%. But that is not the only Buffett news. Jimmy Buffett in the news. And Jimmy B, not, well, the late Jimmy Buffett. His 1963 Ford Falcon convertible is going on the auction block. This is going to be a GAA classic car auction. It's going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina. Is taking this car to the block. The title reads, James William Buffett of Key West, Florida. So Jimmy Buffett passed away in 2023. You can get yourself the 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 uh, Ford Falcon. I don't know if a Ford Falcon is my is 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 my car. I can't. Of of all the things I want, it's just, it's just not it. But there's got to be something cool about owning Jimmy Buffett's car. My problem, I was never a parrot head. Sure, I can enjoy a song or two, maybe three. I just, I, the, the lifestyle was never, was never mind. I never went to a show and people were like, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's an experience. I'm like, I, I don't, it's not for me. There are shows that I wanted to go to that I never got to. I was supposed to see Stevie Ray Vaughan, helicopter crash. Last time Tom Petty was in town, I'm like, I'll catch him next time. There was no next time. I, I On those, Stevie Ray, Tom Petty, actual regrets. And I'm not a man of many at all. I never had the connection to Jimmy Buffett, but someone's going to spend some serious money on, it, on his Ford Falcon. They're going to spend a crap ton of cash on the Ford Falcon. The, allegedly, the winning bid, 258500 
$258,000 for his car? Yeah. I've never been that much of a fan of anything. This is Tony Katz today. population of north of 327 million people why do we need more kids i mean that's joy reed i'm going to share with you this insanity where she of course takes a look at this alabama conversation and ivf and decides that really this is about white people and handmaid's tale oh she couldn't help herself couldn't stop herself and thinks that somehow you having children is akin to uh, or is in opposition to being upset with the border and all the people coming through. Because it's just more people. What's the problem? Tony Katz. Goodness gracious. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. I'm going to get to that. Uh, it's also being reported that Joe Biden will be going to the southern border. I know. I am also shocked. You're a bit late for that. Well, he's going to get to it, and I think you should just be thankful. Joe Biden is going to Brownsville, Texas on Thursday. He's going to meet with Border Patrol agents, law enforcement, and local leaders. Nothing's going to change. He's going to claim that he doesn't have authority while he claims he might have to use his authority, while he claims that Republicans haven't done anything, while he claims that Democrats shouldn't take a look at Republicans' House Bill 2 because it doesn't do anything. Remember, the, the Senate tried this, this uh, what, what do they want to call it, this? It wasn't joint. It was bipartisan. That's the word I'm looking for. It's bipartisan legislation about the border, but it was really bad legislation. It was bad legislation. I don't know why James Langford was in favor of it. We're going to somehow stop asylum claims, and then we're only going to allow up to 5,000 asylum claims a day, and then we'll shut down the border, but... The Homeland Security Secretary can offer asylum to whomever he chooses. So really, you're not changing any asylum claims whatsoever. And why in the world would you be okay with 5,000 people a day? Why is this acceptable? Why not five people a day? 50, 500, 1,500. A lot of numbers you can put in there. 5,000? That seems peculiar. Seems like it's a a level of, of unseriousness. Everywhere you looked at some level of strength, you took a look at how easily that could be removed or just simply unenforced by a president who chose not to enforce it. And then you heard Joe Biden say, give me the power. I've been asking for it, asking for it, begging for it. Since day one, if you would just give me the power as president of the United States, I could, I could do something about the southern border. 
I mean, you got to admit, that's a special, special kind of hubris. To stand there and to to yell at people and say uh, the that that Congress hasn't given me the authority to act. Congress does not need to give you the authority to act. You have the ability to do just that. You have, by your lonesome, the ability to act on the border. The question is, of course, why don't you? Why don't you act on the border? Because there you were, screaming and yelling and moaning and kvetching about how we need to pass this this package, this this uh, package on, on on the border, so you could have uh, you know all this all this authority. And then you come out just the other day to say that I might just act via executive order and stop asylum claims. Well, then why uh, nearly a month ago were you telling us that you needed this legislation? Because you were lying. Because you and your party were engaged in outright fraud. You never needed any other authority. You already have it. Now, he's thinking about utilizing that authority to stop asylum claims. Now, he's going to go to the border. Trump is going to Eagle Pass, Texas, I think, on the same day. So that'll be a lot of fun. Maybe they'll run into each other, have lunch. I don't know. I, I doubt that would happen. But going to the border after all this time, we all see it. We all see how this works electorally. Pay no attention. The border's not an issue. He doesn't have to show up. Corinne Jean-Pierre can say, I don't have any more information on this, that, or the other. I, I have nothing to say about this. But now that it's an election year, it's so important, and it's all Republicans' fault. That's just, no one, I mean, no one who isn't already uh, blue-pilled and, and has, drink, has had all the Kool-Aid, nobody believes him. This was not the story. The story is Joy Reid. And this maddening bit of commentary that's directed to uh, Tommy Tuberville, the senator from Alabama, and this conversation about IVF. IVF is in vitro fertilization. And what the Alabama Supreme Court said was that a frozen embryo is connected to the Alabama Constitution, which in 2018 was amended to protect the rights of the unborn. They, therefore, in the Alabama Supreme Court, they were brought this case uh, about um, a, a storage facility for embryos that failed, and some of the embryos were destroyed. And therefore, these people are suing for wrongful death. And they're allowed to do so because the embryo is covered under the Alabama Constitution. 
which of course, if this stands, if no changes are made, will put an end to in vitro fertilization, will put an end to helping women get pregnant. Because children matter. And a society with children matters. And protecting children uh, matters. Enter Joy Reid with one of the more despicable bastardizations of what's happened here. Now, let me uh, say for the record, Joy Reid is a bigot. That is obvious and that is clear. She is a hateful, hateful person. She now is about to engage in a pseudo-intellectual commentary that is very easily dismissed and destroyed. However, for her people, which are progressives, in case you were curious, this will seem like a real intellectual triumph. Well, that's what happens when you don't have any other thoughts in your head. When you don't allow another thought in your head. When you are closed off to the rest of the world. Let's start where it starts. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president and you're claiming that that's too many people. That Let's take a breath, Joy, because your argument uh, is not sophist. Your argument is madness. First of all, the number is 7.2 million people that have come across the border since Joe Biden has been president of the United States. The issue is not legal immigration, and the issue is not more children. Children are good. Families are good. Stable families are better. The issue has never been legal immigrants coming to the United States, getting jobs, and living their lives. There's a serious issue to Venezuelan gangs that have come together to steal mopeds, then steal phones, then rape women, then sell those phones overseas, and then engage attacks on police officers. It took me all of four seconds to dismantle Joy Reid's nonsense. You understand she's not an intellectual. And when Joy Reid hears this, she'll make some claim that my commentary is sexist or my commentary is racist. Who gives a good holy hell and damn what it is she has to say? Let us discuss the inability of her argument to hold up under scrutiny. It's the only thing that matters. The country has no issue with legal immigration. People coming here illegally, us not knowing who is coming across the border, the people committing acts of violence, the grown men, Chinese nationals, who are clearly part of the Communist Chinese Party. These are all issues to our survival, to our safety and security. Why isn't this your subject, Joy Reid? Because that subject might mean that you have to change your position on the border. And you like an open border because you're okay with tearing down the fabric of America because you like the idea of tearing down the fabric of America. You hate the country. You want something far different. What you want is barbaric. What you want is violent. We already see it in New York. I wonder how much security you have. The issue here is not children. The issue here is not growing a population. The issue here is safely growing a population.
The issue here is the affordability. Because why is it that you're telling American families they have to pay for people here illegally when they could decide to have more children of their own if they chose and therefore utilize that money in that way? Why are you okay with their money being taken care being taken for other people's families? Because that's what's kind and decent? Lots of people engage charity, my friend, but it's not kind and decent to bring across the border people who are acting in a villainous way, a dangerous way, a violent way, and then saying to the rest of us, it's just people trying to lead a better life. Let's go back to Joy Reid's ridiculous commentary. If more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids? You understand that she also dismisses the idea that the southern border is a crisis. To her, it's fine. To people like her and Ocasio-Cortez, it's all just fine. They're okay with the drug trafficking. They're okay with the sex trafficking. They are okay with the, with the abuse of children. Fine with it. It's pretty gross. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? (sighs) Oh, please. She's not done with this race-baiting conversation. It would be, I, I think, a guess on my part, but I'm willing to, to, to play the game. What makes Joy Reid think that black Americans are okay with seeing all the handouts to people who aren't Americans? All of the rules that they have to follow versus none of the rules that illegal immigrants have to follow. Why would anybody think that black Americans are okay with this? And why would anybody think that black Americans are different than white Americans or Asian Americans or Hispanic Americans in any of this conversation? People are following the rules, are forced to follow the rules, live under the rules, and then there's this group of people, there are no rules whatsoever, no ramifications for their violent actions. And you want to just make it about race and it's because uh, you don't want those illegal immigrants doing the work, you want black people doing the work? If we're talking about the idea of picking food, I haven't seen anything that shows me that black Americans or white Americans or really any other Americans want to do that work. We don't want to admit that we need migrants for these things we do. It isn't the only thing they can do, though, which is exactly what people like Gerald Nadler and a host of other progressives always want to talk about. Then she gets into a conversation of, you want more kids so you can make them slaves. Is that it? Joy Reid has no arguments. Joy Reid has no mind. None whatsoever. 
kids are good. And children are, are, are good for all of us. And the idea that we're going to say, why do we need more kids if we're not willing to take people across the border is exactly the kind of backward thinking uh, that happens when the objective is to destroy the nation. This is not somebody who believes in a nation of, by, and for the people. This is not somebody who believes in the value of Western culture and Western civilization. This is somebody who is championing an open border, championing how dare you notice when crime is happening, championing these things. Good gosh. I'm Tony Katz. Two days to Israel, people. We are on our way, leaving Wednesday. And uh, we will be there for a week. We will be reporting back, sharing the dispatches. They will all be coming. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. We've got the videos and, and, and everything else uh, that I have planned. And, and uh, you know, I've got a, a pretty good schedule now that's going to move me all around the, all around the country. Uh, and I look forward to bringing back to you uh, where where the Israelis are at, where others are, are at, where they're at on the war, where they're at on Netanyahu, where they're at on Hamas, where they're at on on how they view American response. Got a series of things to get to. Fly out Wednesday, so we'll, we'll start reporting back on Thursday. Day one, I, I should be in Jerusalem. So that's the plan. That's the only thing I, I know so far that I'm willing to share. And hope to get that out to you. So be listening. Because we're going to give you the point of view nobody has begun to share yet. That starts on Thursday. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz today.